Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Goddess Glow podcast with me, your host, Ray Grillo. And today I have a special guest who I met through a mastermind that we've never met in person. (laughs) (laughs) I have only seen each other via Zoom. And his name is Terrence Sonny. He is the owner of Sonny Creative, and uh, he does amazing, amazing graphic design work. If you, when you guys have the chance to, obviously I always suggest like seeking out or searching whomever I have to come on and their stuff. However, Terrence, man, like you got some great work. Like I just am so baffled sometimes at the graphic designs. Like I can never come up with it. I can never come up with it. And uh, it just like, is so cohesive. And I feel like you are very in tune with people's energy and thank you so much for coming on today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. That was a crazy, awesome introduction. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I appreciate you coming on. And I know um, we've scheduled beforehand and some stuff happened. And I believe right. during Mercury retrograde. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was, that was literally the worst I've experienced. So, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. Well, thank you for coming on. And I would love for, um, you know, the viewers to hear your story, because I feel like you have a pretty cool story, and you are a father of three, you run your business, you're an entrepreneur, you've done TED Talks, and you have two books, and so I would love for you to share um, how you got into graphic design, and um, yeah, essentially what you do in that field. Awesome. Um, Well, I guess one of the reasons why I like web and graphic design is because there's really no limits. I've always been the kind of guy that I've always been a little hard-headed, like not too hard-headed, but just like a, you know, I just like the color outside the lines, like in life and literally. Um, I was never that guy that had a perfect picture when it came to coloring. Um, I was always curious and I never really liked a solidified anything. I like blueprints. Um, I remember I created my first website in eighth grade and I had no direction or anything. I had Bruce Lee and the band Corn on the website and my best friends like, dude, like no one's going to look at that. Like it's what, why that's dumb. And websites were completely different when I was in eighth grade now, but um, it was pretty much a representation of me. And um, later on, um, outside of high school, um, I joined a band and played guitar. And one of the reasons why I play guitar is because I played the cello for six years and I had structure, I had a private teacher, all that stuff. Then I got to the point where I talked to my private teacher and I was like, hey, can you start teaching me like some radio songs, some Nine Inch Nails and all that on cello? And that's what I essentially started to do. So I got rid of all that structure um, from the cello and kind of applied what I knew to guitar, completely self-taught. Um, join a band, um, hardcore punk band. I love metal, love punk music, and we toured all that, but we didn't have a web and graphic designer. And we were like broke, do it yourself tour. It was like literally the central of punk, like do it yourself. We had like a cooler with sandwiches and all that stuff. Um, and we had no web designer, no graphic designer. So that was that was me. Um, so I just, you know, just tried to download any kind of free software I could and try to get us to have some kind of online presence. And, you know, it started to look good. 
and other bands would reach out to me like hey like who did y'all say like i did it and we can't afford anybody we just make money from shows and shirts and so they're like hey can you do my site and i'm like sure i'll i'll do it and so i started doing websites for other bands um and then life kind of got in the way even though i still had all that coding and all that stuff just from googling stuff um i i pretty much collected a wealth of knowledge from that and i kind of paused on the web and graphic design and then later on in life um i started to write my first book mm-hmm. and then that's kind of when things really started to snowball really started to go um i hired someone on fiverr for five bucks 4.99 plus tax mm-hmm. and um I had a speaking background and I consider myself pretty good with words. And so I thought I articulated exactly how I wanted this cover to look to this $4.99 web designer that I hired on Fiverr, I mean, graphic designer that I hired. And they gave me exactly $4.99 plus tax worth of, you know, the cover. Like it looked like trash. And that's when I realized, you know, you get what you pay for, like literally. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I was like, huh? like, I'm envisioning the, like the, I don't know, iMovie or like the templates. <laughs> it was, it was insanely, I, it was, it was bad. Um, okay. <laughs> it was, it was really, really bad. Like it looked like it didn't cost any more than f- five, 14 or whatever. Like it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, this isn't the way I want to re- represent myself because, you know, the Fiverr designer to just once they make the money and that's it, you know, they they may not see me, may not hear from me ever again, but I'm like, this book is going to outlast me. So it's got to be, it's got to look correct, you know, for to be a lifetime representation. So I took my time and I was like, let me just, I couldn't afford a designer. I'm like, let me just try it myself, um, take my time. And so that's when I just reincorporated everything all my web and graphic design skills from the band and I was like okay this is it um and I came up with my cover like in two minutes I took a selfie in a bathroom at work I like put like a background of like a city and it just like worked because I needed the right colors and the right look and I just made it happen and people were like hey who designed your cover I'm like me and they're like you did it I'm like yeah they're like no you didn't I'm like I, this is exactly, let me show you, like, in my phone, like, I showed it to him, here's the original picture, here's the background, I'm just combining them together, and with some other effects and stuff, I made it look good, and they're like, oh, okay, can you do mine, and so it just went from one to the next, and that's pretty much how the web and graphic design started, um, my best friend at the time, like, was a drummer, and a band that I was in and he's like dude like you should totally just make this a business and I'm like eh, I don't know and at the time like he created a business from being a dog poop scooper um he would just go to houses and pick up their dog poop and now he's got like a business he has employees he has work trucks all of this stuff and it's like I'm like let me just you know take in all the knowledge that I can get from him and that's essentially you know how Sonny Creative got started by other people telling me what they wanted based off of what I was already doing. Mm, okay. Yeah. I loved how, like, I just, I love your mindset and um, your books are a lot 
on mindset. And you're saying your first book is you talking to like your 15 year old self, right? Uh, I do want to touch on though. I love how you said, and you just like knew already. And this is like the mindset I feel a lot of entrepreneurs and even me, I struggle at times how you're like, this book is going to outlast me and how it's like, you already had a vision. Like this is like me leading a legacy, you know, and um, thinking like even that far ahead, (laughs) because typically sometimes it's just like, well, I'm going to write this book because I'm going to get this book out and then we'll see what happens, you know? And so, um, yeah, I just love how you said it's going to outlast me. And then just, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, I always thought, and this is probably really strange. I don't know. Um, well, probably for, for your audience, but when I was a kid, I always thought whatever we do this day, it's going to like repeat itself. Like I, when I was a little kid, I felt like everybody went to sleep at the same time. And while we're going to sleep, our day like repeated itself um, and we just woke up like in like another day or like in another time, but whatever, like all this real time that's happening now happens like over again while we're sleeping. I don't know. I always thought that. So I guess like my whole life, I always thought that whatever we do now, um, a lot of things that we do now really just doesn't have an expiration date. We may have one um, in this current body, but like I always felt like something's always moving in the background no matter what I always felt like I'm like I don't know kind of like in Ninja Turtles there's like Krang and like the little brain inside the little robot like I always felt like I'm all I'm like moving something there's always felt like there's something in motion yeah there is we're always in motion (laughs) yeah spinning you know yeah okay cool and um okay so going back to the graphic design in your book and so your book came out first mm-hmm. versus uh you starting your business exactly okay and um where did you have you felt like where you are now like you would have ever been here like your younger self would have imagined doing what you're doing now I feel like uh yeah definitely believe it or not I feel like I'm behind I feel like I should have always been here I feel like I have a lot a long way to go mm-hmm. but I've always it's crazy that it sounds I've always felt like a chosen one like I always felt like a black sheep no matter what like I was always the kid in school that people wanted like hey I want Terrence as my partner I want Terrence and my team I've always felt not that I'm better than anybody but like I've always felt like I was different I always felt like there's a path, but that I'm supposed to go, but it's only when I create my own resistance, does it take longer to get there? Mm. So. Man, that resistance is such a, such a tricky thing. I was actually having a thought yesterday on my way to the gym, um, because mm-hmm. I had like one of my first interviews, like where I was actually interviewed on um, a podcast and, you know, sometimes it could be hard or difficult at least for me to receive like good feedback like wow like you're an amazing person and I realized that you know a lot of people like say this however I'm like resistant to being my best self it's like I'm resistant to just owning that like I'm like this badass person yeah or it's just accepting like yeah I am awesome and now what like accepting it. And now what can I do? Um, and I feel like a lot of people, 
um, they get into like that sort of mode. I don't know if it's the same for you. They get into that mode, like, eh, like I don't know if I'm that awesome. I don't know if I want to take on that responsibility. I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. <laughs> is that something? Yeah. That, you think about? <laughs> yeah. that makes that makes a lot of sense. Like, I feel like a lot of people. Well, with this life, there isn't really like a guide. Um, but I almost feel like a lot of times we have the answers, but just we just mask them ourselves because we just. I don't, I don't even want to say we don't like believe in it, but like it's easier. Like, for example, yesterday I, I built a ladder for our swimming pool and it was easy to do because I had instructions, but we don't have instructions on our life or how to live or like so we actually have to like do stuff to figure some stuff out or to believe what our mind's already telling us or what our gut's already telling us. Like, I feel like a lot of times for some reason we need additional confirmation. We just can't like believe whatever is within but if we just did, then we would flow a lot smoother, but we create hurdles and bumps and essentially resistance because like, we just need to confirm what we already believe or what we already know. Mm. Or like confirm. So is it like confirming like your limiting belief or like confirming like, oh, I guess it could be anything, right? Like confirming yeah, because- or confirming like a, an effective belief that like works for you. Right. Because like you said, like you um, had a hard time, you know, accepting or believing, you know, what people what people said about you. And, you know, it's like and you it's like, how do you realize it when you are it? You know, so it's like it's hard to see outside yourself, like everybody seeing what you're what you've already been telling yourself. I just feel like a lot of times like you just what you've been telling yourself is what other people are telling you, but it's harder for you to believe it for some reason. I don't know internally yeah yeah it's those beliefs those beliefs are so tricky yeah (laughs) okay so I want to move into um like talking more a little bit about your book and what your book is about um and who because you have and you have two books so you can share Mm -hmm. express on both of them um like what they're on and who it helps essentially okay well the first book is you are your outcome how to eliminate self-made obstacles, setbacks, and fear. Um, and I kind of feel like both my books touch on like the law of attraction. Um, but the thing that kind of sets my first book apart, again, like I said, I, I hate coloring within the lines. Um, I guess maybe in some sort of way, I'm like a natural born rebel in a sense. Um, my book, you know, most books have like a table of contents, you know, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. But my first book actually doesn't have that at all. Um, It's actually titled Your Onslaught to Victory. And the reason why I didn't really, there's like sections, but I don't really call them titles or chapters. Um, Because I feel like if you buy a book or purchase a book, and this is coming from a guy that's bought every personal development book under the sun, um, you may pick up a book or buy a book, but you may, you know, read it and then put it down and may not even touch it again. And that was the, that's how it was for me. And I found like, you know, it was just a habit. I'd buy a book because, you know, I was inspired by this person. I'd read a little bit about them, but I couldn't really tell you much that was in the contents of the book. So I figured if I write a book and then you look at the onslaught of victory, you can see different sections and whatever that you're struggling with or you're dealing with or need more help in, you can just go to that section, read a little bit about it, implement what you learn put the book down and that's it. So even if you 
don't read any more about the book, you at least got something out of it from like the first go around, as opposed to let me try to just get through this book and get through this book and, you know, monotonous repetition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I like that, um, that take on books where I like to like leaf through it, open it up and be like, okay, and then close. Well, I like to like, yeah. read through the book and see like what's in there. However, I do love that concept where it's like, man, I'm struggling with this right now. And like, it's just like a, I don't know how long your chapters are, like a five minute, 10 minute read, you know? Maybe yeah, like, the whole the whole first book is under a hundred pages. So oh, okay. it's a, it, yeah, it's relatively short. And like I said, it was designed not to read from beginning to end, mm-hmm. but to read in the order that your life presents itself. So. yeah oh I love that the order that your life presents itself yeah I and I hate books that have like a an intro like a and it's like you don't really actually get the chapter one into like page 30 because they have <laughs> like a a foreword a bio like I I, I wanted <laughs> yeah I just wanted like I'm not dissing it but it just isn't for me like I like no, books with no fluff I wanted like a book that had the meat yeah and you're just like let's get to the point like, yeah exactly I got like I have too much on my plate I need to get things done <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and you are a father of three and yep. so oh man and you work from home and then typically like now is it summer vacation where you're at yes oh. all the kids are out so they're all home <laughs> love to hear um because I'm you know I'm a mother as well and I have mm-hmm. my little guy who's been home and he's gonna finally start school we were th- I was thinking about the homeschool route however he's just so extroverted I'm like mm-hmm. okay you can go to school mom you can have some <laughs> you know I feel like it has its pluses and it has pluses and minuses just mm-hmm. like anything in life so yeah yeah but how do you balance it out with everything um between all of you know, all the work that you do, uh, and your family life and also having fun and like being creative. Awesome. Well, in my honest opinion, there is no balance. There's just rhythm. Um, there's some days where like, I can like my, like, for example, my wife recently got a pool. So now we have a pool in the backyard. We have a trampoline, a pool, swing set and a basketball in the driveway so basketball play goal in the driveway so the kids can be insanely entertained um but of course like video games and tv but to me like there just isn't there isn't a balance because being wet doing web graphic design like i have to be hands-on i tell them all the time it's kind of like if michael jackson was in a studio and he was like recording a song you wouldn't dare interrupt him or dare stop him, you know, because it's greatness going on, you know, yeah. um, not saying that I'm in any way, shape or form like Michael Jackson, but he it's like, yes, <laughs> um, um, but it's like when my mind is there, I'm a really, I'm not a multitasker, which is crazy because I'm a father of three. Um, I'm a very one-dimensional, one-minded kind of guy, like, and it probably drives my wife crazy at times. But it's like, it's like, you can't give me three things to do and expect them all to get done within an hour. I have to do like one thing, maximize that to the best that I can and do the next thing, the next thing. And so it's, it's really just a balance. Like 
Um, before, when the kids were in school, it was just my daughter. So in between making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and dancing with her, um, I try to knock out like in some emails or a phone call. Anything is like my mom is here with us as well. So it's literally a full house. And she just recently uh, retired, but just because she's retired doesn't mean she's obligated to work for me or like help me or save me. Um, yeah. So just I try to find time when I can. A lot of times I'm getting work done when the kids are asleep because um, um, my middle one does Kung Fu. So I'm usually taking him to Kung Fu and picking him up and I'll bring my computer to Kung Fu while he's doing spinning breakfast. I'm designing a website or designing a flyer. So I just try to find little pockets. Um, but being at home, this is everything I asked for. Like when I had a nine to five, I hated that because I missed out on so much with my, I didn't want to come home and be like, hi kids, good night kids. Yeah. Um, and just put them to bed like that. Like that's the life that I was living previously. Um, so I just wanted to be present. And now I've, I got presence at its utmost potential because I'm in their lives more so than any other time before, but finding a balance to me is just rhythm like some days I'm going to get more work done some days I'm not going to get as much but being that I've been in my craft for a while um, my work ethic is pretty I would say it's pretty on point um, so yeah it's just creating a rhythm for me and knowing going into it knowing that hey you may be limited on this or maybe limited on that but maximize it to the most that you can because there may be another day where like example my wife is currently on vacation so it allows me to do things like this and allows me to get a lot of work done so there's ebbs and flows but there's there's absolutely no way where I could be like hey I'm gonna have five straight hours of being uninterrupted Monday through Friday it's it's impossible so it's gonna find like peaks and valleys yeah yeah that I mean that resonates so much with me <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> There was a, I was listening to a podcast and I believe it was, I don't remember that. Don't quote me on the numbers. However, no during problem. the day you get like, you get distracted around 90 to 120 times on average. And I was like, okay. However, with children, <laughs> it's like 500 <laughs> times. Yeah. You gotta, yeah. 10x that for sure. Yeah. And I'm just like, greatness yeah like what you're saying greatness is being made here <laughs> and it's just yeah. like you get into a flow and then it's like mommy or here is dad daddy <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's like i'll have my airpods in i have noise cancellation on i'll have like a playlist going on and like when i'm in something when it comes to web graphic design i see things like seven different ways at once mm -hmm. bizarre but like for example if i'm doing the logo I see it like a million different ways and I want to try all of those. So I may be on my 10th of 12th idea and I may have to stop and um, go outside or dance with my daughter or my son may want to show me a Kung Fu move. And by the time I get back to my computer, I'm like, it looks completely different, um, whatever I did. So yeah, it's all about finding little pockets and stuff, but yeah. Um, when you get interrupted or stopped, whenever you get back to your work, it takes a minute to get back into focus. And depending on what you're doing, your mindset could be 
in a completely different place. My mom tells me all the time, like, I talk to people or I talk to my family as if, like, I'm in London and I got to remember to come back to Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like, because my mind, like when I'm, when I'm working is just in a lot of different areas. I think that's what got me to where I am and why I believe I'm good at what I do because I'm able to see 12 different things at once. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, also, do you have to come up with different like mock-ups yeah, I love doing mock-ups, um, but yeah, it's like, I really work off of energy, mm-hmm. so, and that's from, like, the get-go, from the very first phone call to the very end, it's energy, like, um, I love what I do, but I'm not, I'm not the guy for everybody, um, if the energy is bad, then, you know, I have to route you to one of my friends or somebody else, but I've learned that in any business, especially with mine, red flags at the beginning means red flags all throughout. So for me, it's it's all about energy. If the energy is good, then there's not going to be any payment issues. Um, I'll be able to work at like my best potential because I know it, I'm vibing off of you. I know exactly what you want. I know the reaction that you want your customers or clients to have. I know how you want to be represented online. So it's all about energy for me from the get go. Yeah. I feel like that's an extremely important concept to grasp, especially for like a bunch of entrepreneurs out there or even like salespeople. Mm-hmm. Um, like how do you decipher whether the energy, I mean, you could feel it. However, explaining, I guess, like that feeling to someone or like maybe a thought process or like what you envision, like how do you decipher this is just not going to work out? For me, it's, a lot of it comes from confidence, um, not even necessarily experience, because a lot of 90% of the websites I do are redos, like they're people that business managers and all of that, have, they tried doing things on their own, and it just didn't work out. So it's like a lot of people have, you can either have confidence that, hey, I, I want to be hands off. Um, I, I'm not an expert in this field. I'm an expert at something else. I'm going to, you know, take all the strings off, give you, you know, full reign to do everything. Or, you know, there's people that are just like confident, hey, um, this is what I want. Um, I have this envision. And they, I kind of, what I love about it is I have the ability to create what's in their mind or take, extract what's in their mind and put it onto a digital canvas. Like I, that's what I love about my job. So for me, it's all about confidence because you can be confident. Hey, Terrence is the guy for me. I've seen your work. Um, Or you can have confidence. Hey, like it's just not working. Like everything I've tried, I've tried different web designers, different graphic designers, tried doing a site myself. For me, it's it's really about confidence. If you're struggling with like, hey, um, I don't really know what I want. Um, I kind of want that. I think like, then it's, it's not going to work for me at all. You have to either, you can be confident and not knowing what you want. Say that from the beginning. Okay, cool. Well, since you are not exactly sure what you want, since you're sure that you don't know what you want, let's go with what you don't want. You know, a lot of times in my experience, it's easy to, it's easy to figure out what you don't want as opposed to what you do want. But yeah, for energy to me, um, 
it's linear with confidence. If you aren't confident that I'm the guy for you, then find the guy or girl for you. Um, if you aren't confident that we're going to have a good experience, then you're not like, so at the beginning is essentially dictates how the ending is going to go. Yeah. And then, you know, with that sort of mindset, not taking everyone to that, that comes your way because I've seen it. My uh, best friend is a graphic designer as well. And mm -hmm. she's like talked about how this people will nitpick or like when they don't know, when they don't have that clarity, it's like really hard to be clear on like what you're doing, where you're going, if the person's not clear. <laughs> and yeah. then it's like, well, can you switch this around? Can you move this around? Can you, can we do this? Or, like a hundred times. And then the, it's still like, they're still not happy, you know? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> like we call I, that, we call that scope creep. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, so essentially like say like you hired me to do a press kit for you. Okay. So you hire me to do the press kit. I send you the proposal. It outlines the terms, conditions, and all that. So you like it. It looks great, but you want to tweak here and tweak there. And you want to create a brochure and um, you want to turn it eventually goes from a press kit to business cards. Um, that's not originally what the project was for. So we call that scope creep where there's a scope of work that I'm doing for you. I'm getting hired and you're paying me for and you're, at, you're literally like creeping up more work and more work and more work. So we call that scope creep. Um, it's a weird name, but uh, that's, that's what we call it. So yeah, it's, I feel like a lot of people really don't know what they want until they see things. And then there's other clients that can see things in their head. They just need it on a digital canvas. And those are the kind of clients that I try to go for. But in my experience, it's a lot of it's the questions that you ask because you can only extract so much. So if they don't give you the information, I feel like it's kind of your responsibility to get it for them, mm -hmm. to get it from them. But I feel like a lot of, and when I first started off with low paying clients gave me the most problems and the higher paying clients, like I said before, they're like, hey, you got free reigns to do everything. I trust you. I full confidence in you and I'm going to do a great job. Like my whole slogan is how you present yourself is how you pay yourself. Yeah. So if I do a bad job, they're going to be like, oh, who did your site? Who did your, you know, your branding? And I'm like, oh, Terrence did it. I'm like, okay, cool. I know I don't want him to do my stuff because yours is like trash. Um, so it's like, I have to make sure that like, I always have to design and create for the next person outside of the person I'm creating for, because my referrals and stuff are going to come off of doing a great job for client number one. That's how a lot of times how I get client number two. Okay. Um, what sort of client do you typically attract? Do you have like a certain type that you attract or? Definitely. Um, I actually went over this with the group yesterday. Um, a lot of my clients are females, usually between like 30 and 45. Um, and they're usually, they're always business owners. Um, I don't know, maybe because I was raised by my mom and my grandma, two women significantly in my life. 99% um, of my clients are women. Um, I feel like, I just naturally attract that. Um, 
I think maybe because like the, just the, essentially the way I was raised um, and it's not even putting them on a pedestal, but it's like, that's naturally who I gravitate towards. I feel like we speak the same language um, and they're use- intuitive. Hmm? You're really intuitive. And um, I feel like you're really in tune with your more feminine side. Uh, you're in tune with your masculine side too. Like looking at your work and the structure, like I feel like you have a really great balance. Mm-hmm. Which maybe you know, feminine energy is attractive. <laughs> no, it, it's funny and it's crazy that you say that because um, I feel like yeah, my feminine side I feel like is pretty epic. But I feel like I design. I've been told that like my designs are very masculine because mm-hmm. um, I use a lot of black. I remember there was a client that I worked for or worked with, and. Um, I had black in her and her designs. She's like, oh, I don't want any black. It's, it's too masculine. I'm like, the hell are you talking about? No one's ever told me that before. And I looked at my work and like a lot of it was like had shadows and was dark and was black. And I'm like, huh, she has a point. And it goes to like her being able to see something that I couldn't see myself. So yeah, I feel like a lot of designs, I don't know, are masculine, but now I kind of have the balance thanks to her I'm mm-hmm. um, pointing that out. So I know how to determine. I know what colors, what palettes can be, can give off certain tones. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. I am um, like, I'm just so glad to have you on my podcast. Is there, and then you also had a TED Talk. Um, however, we're like, you know, getting towards the end of the episode. And okay. uh, you had a, a cool concept with it that I've never heard before and so I'm gonna go check out that TED talk um however do you have like the link to that and then yeah. below okay so everything I, get, I can either send you the link or you can go to Sonny Creative mm-hmm. and on the about section it has like my whole my whole um TED talk I think it's like just a little over 10 minutes Okay, awesome. And so everyone and anyone that's listening or watching on YouTube, that will be in the description down below. And would you like to share like a brief um, intro on your TED Talk? Because that, like with the concept that you shared with me, I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So um, essentially the TED Talk is about the early bird and the worm. And it's about, it's pretty much destroying the belief that we have about the early bird getting the worm, how, you know, we've been told that the early bird gets the worm, there's all these benefits to it, you know, it's a positive thing, and no one's ever questioned it, I feel as as if no one ever has, until my TED Talk, and I feel like a lot of times, if you're told things over and over and over again, the more you hear it, the more you believe it to be true, and again, it's me being hard-headed, me coloring outside the lines, I'm the kind of person that wants to question everything and kind of want to play devil's advocate. So a TED Talk is essentially questioning that belief and seeing if the early bird is actually the one that gets the worm. Yeah. All right. I love it. And I love how you just think outside the box. That's that's what the world needs more of, honestly. Yeah, it's just thinking out, Because outside the box is where, you know, where you're risking. Where you're yeah, that's where progression is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Terrence, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the uh, listeners or viewers? Before no problem. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This was an honor and I'm glad we were able to get the schedule 
right and everything. Um, just want to tell the audience, if you have any questions, you can definitely reach out to me. Um, if you have any graphic design, web design inquiries, you can definitely go to sonicreative.com. You can actually see videos of me live in action. I have a blog. Um, you can check out my books there as well. Awesome. All right, guys, you heard it from them. All right, have a good one. Bye. Bye.